Jim's House Community Podcast is for sharing ideas and tips about health, fitness, and well-being. My name is Alex, and I've coached youth and adults for more than a decade in both physical and mental fitness. If you want to be stronger physically, mentally, and spiritually, this podcast is for you. So without further delay, let's get into it. I want to pose the question and discuss who are you? And I want to go over some of the things that shape who you are and some of the things that might influence you in your decision making. So starting out, I want to talk about self-perception. And in the fitness industry, And even outside of the fitness industry, self-perception is huge. It's a huge issue. At least it can be. And a lot of people face issues with self-perception. They face face issues with self-esteem, confidence. And the whole idea is to acknowledge the impact that it has on our decision-making. So within the fitness industry, we have um, a lot of people who value their image. And image is important, I think, in my perspective. It's not everything. And uh, definitely uh, not a shallow kind of person. But in reality, um, you know, image, it counts for something. Because when you work hard and you are fit and you exercise and then how you look reflects how you feel in a way because in most cases people who exercise and they work out and they feel good about the work that they've put in and it it translates to how they feel it translates to their self-perception and that's when you have a healthy relationship with your fitness with your activity levels, and with your image. There can be unhealthy relationships in those interactions and dynamics, even with people who work out, because there are a lot of people who work out and they have this thing called body dysmorphia. And you can look it up. Don't ask me how to spell it. But basically... What it is, is people have a perception of how they look. And you might have somebody who's been working out hard. They're, you know, pretty cut. They look pretty fit. But they're a little sensitive about how they look in the mirror. And they might think they have small muscles. They might think they have a little too much fat. And they can start to nitpick on little things here and there on their image. And it tends to create an unhealthy relationship with how they perceive themselves, how they view themselves in a lot of cases. Not in all cases. So there's a way... To kind of define, I think, a healthy relationship where if 
you can acknowledge certain things that you'd like to change and you recognize that there's certain things that maybe you think can improve, but it doesn't create um, any problems inside you, I guess you can say, just to put it uh, on basic terms. Like it doesn't create depression or sadness or doesn't make you like super frustrated or anything like that then I think you can have a healthy relationship with trying to create change in your life. And this doesn't exist just with fitness people because there are also a lot of people who want to make change, but they don't know where to start. And that is a huge, huge number of people, I think, just based on what I've seen and what I've seen in research what I've seen personally. There's a lot of people who don't want to go to the gym because they don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing or they don't want to be judged or they don't want to appear like they're a novice or they don't want, maybe they're just embarrassed how they look and starting out. Maybe they used to be an athlete and at one time they're really fit and athletic and they just kind of let themselves go. And now they, you know, have this idea in their mind that everybody's going to know that they slacked and let themselves go. But I can tell you, in most cases, everybody in the gym started somewhere. Actually, in every single case, somebody, everybody in the gym started somewhere. They all started at zero. I started when I was young. Uh, my dad tried to show me lifting weights and stuff, and I didn't really get into it. I didn't really like it until I got to high school and I was in a weightlifting class playing sports, and all my friends were lifting weights, and athletes in older grades were lifting weights, and they were strong, and I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be able to compete at a level that made me feel good where I could do the things that I want to do in the sport that I wanted to play. So that's pretty much where I started at zero. I started at zero in high school, I could say, because before that, I didn't really have a routine. I wasn't consistent, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I had the basics down, and that's okay to get by, but I learned a bit more in high school, and then I went from there. So everybody starts at zero. And there are periods of time where I didn't work out for some period of time. There for a while, I didn't work out. And then I went back to the gym and I was felt pretty weak. It's a little embarrassing when you go into the gym and you can't really lift weights or you're, you're lifting weights or exercising very light weight. But, you know, I, I got past that really fast. It's, even though it was a little embarrassing, I also understood my circumstances and I acknowledged that I let myself go and that's my fault. But in reality, I realized most likely nobody in the gym really cares about what I was doing. They're focusing on themselves and what they're doing. There may be one or two people who, you know, might, uh, might smirk or, 
or you know laugh to themselves or joke with their friends but it, if if they're acting like that they don't really matter anyway you know because they're in the gym for the wrong reason they're looking at everybody else so imagine the the progress they could be making if they focused on themselves instead of looking at other people and seeing what everybody else is doing but anyway that's a side note another conversation for another day so acknowledging the importance of self-perception and how it affects us, it can either make us overly hard on ourselves and overly critical, or it can cause us to not even show up. Because if, if we feel like we're embarrassed or don't want to go in front of people and work out, then right there, that is limiting your ability to go to the gym. And that's just addressing the issue of exercise. Subperception can affect you in a lot of different ways. And one of the things I want to acknowledge is the internal dialogue that we have with ourselves with ourselves. What things, what words and phrases are we telling ourselves? You might have the fitness person who's pretty active regularly and they look at themselves in the mirror and the average person would look at them and say, you know what, that person looks like they're pretty fit. But then that individual, they look in the mirror, they might not be happy with themselves and that's going to create problems within themselves. And then you could have somebody who's a beginner who doesn't have the experience and doesn't really know what they're doing and then they look at themselves and they tell themselves there's no way I can reach my goal. So what do they do? They don't even try. They don't even start. And that's one for sure way to never reach your goals when it comes to health and wellness, fitness, pretty much anything in life actually So that's an unhealthy internal dialogue. And there's a lot of things to say about growth mindset and fixed mindset. And if you don't know about that, you should look up Carol Dweck and what she says about it. There's a lot of information on growth mindset and fixed mindset, but I'll give you a quick overview. Growth mindset is the focus on the effort pretty much fixed mindset says that our circumstances are pretty much set and no matter how much we try we're not going to achieve our goals so fixed mindset creates a lot of issues for people because obviously you know everybody has limitations but if you have a growth mindset then you definitely are going to make more progress and achieve more just because you're putting in more effort. Having a fixed mindset can be demoralizing and unmotivating. So when it comes to your internal dialogue, focus on a growth mindset. And I'd suggest you look that up and learn more about it. 
And then maybe you can start reframing your internal dialogue and the way that you talk to yourself and the things that you tell yourself because that's going to affect your attitude a ton. The other thing that I want to address is this idea of our neural pathways. The, um, I guess, roadways in our brain where thoughts go and ideas. And I'm not super scientific on this subject, but you can look it up for neural pathways. But what I do know, based on the research that I've completed, is that our brains work with neural pathways. The thoughts, ideas, they all travel in these neural pathways. And the neural pathways that are easier to navigate are the ones that we practice the most. So if you think about that, if you are the type of person who's negative all the time and focusing on bad outcomes or what's the worst that could happen or different stuff like that, that is where your brain's going to go the easiest because that's what you've practiced the most. I'm a bit of a mixed bag there because I tend to think about what's the worst that could happen, but I'm also very optimistic. So I try to plan for the worst and hope for the best, I guess you could say. So what we want to do is we want to try to acknowledge our worn neural pathways. And if you think about the difference between a paved road versus a dirt path that's not traveled a whole lot, those could help you, uh, those examples could help you understand the difference between a worn neural pathway and a new neural pathway. So the difference in that is if you're trying to change your behaviors and you're trying to establish new habits, then you have to practice these new habits and you have to practice these new ways of thinking in order to make it easier for yourself. So there's some challenges when it comes to changing your habits and changing how you think. Because a big part of that depends on how old you are and how long you've been around and stuff. But your identity is attached and anchored to your decision-making processes. You might know about bias and other cognitive processing errors and how we kind of, you know, push away thoughts and ideas that conflict with our current beliefs, you may not know about that. But that's what happens. As people, we categorize information, we categorize the world, we categorize everything. The way we think, our ideas. And a lot of times, if we're, if we're set in our ways and we're very closed-minded, then new ideas and new information is hard to accept because it goes against 
what we believe to be true. And a lot of times with these things, it's anchored to our identity. Think about politics with a lot of people who are very set in their ways, or even think about religion or, you know, what people believe about sports teams or, you know, how they feel about medicine, Western medicine, uh, as some examples. If you are used to something for your whole life and you've been around for a while, even if you're younger and you used to live in a certain way or you used to a certain way of doing things, then it's easier to do it that way. It's usually harder to do it a way that you're not used to and that you haven't practiced. Part of that is the neural pathways, and then part of that is that you consider yourself to be a certain type of person. So if you consider yourself the kind of person who, you know, maybe you're doing well professionally in career or relationships, and you consider yourself to be pretty efficient in life. But if you look at your health or, you know, your weight or your eating habits, maybe you just kind of brush it off because you think, oh, I'm fine. Why do I need to change that? My life is great. My life is fine. Well, the reality is, that being overweight is not fine. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings here, but there are health considerations to think about. Because the added weight adds more stress on your heart. The extra fat messes with your systems and your hormones. It's not how we're meant to be. It's not how we're intended to be. Now, it's one thing for somebody to be confident and not let their weight define them. And that's fine. That's great. Do not let your weight define you. But at the same time, it's important to acknowledge that making healthy choices will help you later in life. And for someone like me, who, you know, I've been around for a little while, not too long, but I've been around for a while, I'm in my 40s, I think about mortality, I think about, you know, how do I want to be when I get older, even older, do I want to be incapacitated, do I want to have a ton of health issues, do I want to be you know, limited in what I can do and how I can live my life? No, I don't. 100% I don't. I want to live a life where I can move and I can function and I can, you know, not have to worry about the things that people who have health issues have to worry about. That's my goal. And if you're young, maybe you're not thinking about that. I know when I was younger... To me, a cheeseburger wasn't 
a good cheeseburger unless you picked it up off of the wrapper, squeezed it, and grease dripped out. That was a good cheeseburger to me. And, you know, being young, I was dumb. And I paid the price for that over the years. It's a period I was borderline high blood pressure. But I was able to change that with dietary changes. I mean, I'd been pretty active, so that wasn't really a concern. It was mostly the dietary changes that fixed things for me. So I made that change, and I I did that because I realized the importance of it. And it's kind of like a rabbit hole. Like the further you go down the path of lacking health, the harder it is to get out. Being a trainer, I've worked with a lot of people, and everybody has different goals, but there is a consistent trend where I've come across people who want to lose weight. And I tell them, well, it's not necessarily about losing weight because when you're exercising and you're gaining muscle, you're going to gain weight. But if you're losing fat, that would be the goal. So losing fat is the goal in a a large percentage of people who work out. And there's another large percentage of people who work out who just want to get stronger. And those are both great goals. Whatever keeps you healthy. So if you look at yourself and getting back to this idea of identity, if you see yourself as somebody who doesn't need to make any changes, well, you're not going to make any changes and you're going to suffer for it later. More than likely, you're going to suffer later. And I hope that doesn't happen. But that's a reality. It's backed by science. But if you're the kind of person who is open-minded, then your identity allows you to accept new information because you understand that you don't know everything. You, you live your life as a humble person knowing that you can learn from others and knowing that sometimes you make mistakes or sometimes you don't do the things that you want to do or maybe you don't follow through or, you know, these are all aspects of who you are, your identity, that you can change and you can adapt so being very closed minded prevents change being open minded allows change so when you're creating change and you're going to set up some new neural pathways then that means that you're going to travel down some mental roads that are less traveled. And it's going to be challenging. It's going to be tough. But with the effort, dedication, commitment, and understanding that it's not going to be easy, you can change your habits. 
and you can change who you are. I've seen so many stories of people who have videos who, who on these videos and they're talking about oh they were always the fat kid or oh they were always this. Well, that was their identity. But they made a decision at some point that that was no longer who they were. And they were creating a new identity. And that new identity became who they became. And set the, set the groundwork for who they became. So in their mind, they made the transition and said, I am no longer this person. So they changed their identity. At that point, when they made the decision... They started creating the new neural pathways and they became this new person. So there's a lot to face when you're making these changes and it can be pretty significant. It can be challenging. So it's real important to address things a little bit at a time. So on the first episode, I talked about who am I. And on this episode, I'm talking about, and I'm asking, who are you? Because I want you to look at who are you? And this isn't just for beginners. What kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person who accepts challenge? Are you the kind of person who is open to new information? Are you the kind of person who has all the answers? Are you the kind of person who doesn't need help with anything? And when you ask yourself these questions and you answer them to yourself, because I can't hear you, then you kind of set your pathway for your likelihood of success, of achieving your goals. You set the path for that. And if you're open to change, if you're open to learning from others, then you increase your chances of success no matter what you commit your effort to. If you are closed-minded or unwilling to change, then you limit your potential for success. So if you're the kind of person, if you don't care about achieving goals or you think you got it all down and you don't need any help, well, that's great. That is amazing. Because you can just not listen to anybody or read anything or learn from anybody and you're going to just coast through life. You'll be just fine. But if you're the kind of person who knows that you're probably going to need some help at some point, with something, well, already understanding that is putting you ahead.
and allowing you to increase your opportunities. I'll tell you a little story. I used to get very angry. I used to be have some anger issues. And they were embedded in me from high school. And it took me a very long time to get over my anger. But I had to stop and I had to I had to be able to look at the process that I went through. I had to be able to look at myself understand the steps that I take in certain situations. And I had to be able to make those changes by injecting alternative responses. And it took some time, but that's how you can effect change in your life. Look at your Habits, acknowledge which ones you can adjust and adapt. Learn at what points do you make the decisions that you want to change and figure out how you can install triggers and embed triggers in your thought processes so that when you get to a certain point, if one thing happens, then you create the alternative on what else you're going to do. So this is just a basic, I guess, a broad overview of understanding who are you and what kind of a person are you because if you want to make change, if you have goals, if you want to, you know, change your habits, that's the first step. You got to understand who you are before you can do that. And once you recognize and acknowledge who are you, and you can identify your own areas that need improvement as far as when it comes to decision-making and habits, well, then you've already identified the areas that need to be changed and addressed. Because that's where change happens. It happens in those areas where you're not thinking about stuff. You're just kind of doing. And when you step in, and instead of just doing, you make a conscious decision to change that action, and you do it enough, you establish those new neural pathways, you eventually wear down those pathways, and you create easily traveled pathways and that's where you establish new habits and those new habits become just routine for you and eventually over time you don't have to think about it and that's the way that you create change so it's a long process it takes some time it takes some effort it takes some commitment but if you understand that failure is generally a part of this process and you accept that even with failure you'll continue and not give up then you are the kind of person who is choosing strength and I applaud you for that because it takes it takes a certain attitude to be able to fail 
and keep going. So if you're not there yet, that's okay. You can get there, but you just have to practice. You've got to commit to it. You've got to make that decision. Nobody can make that decision for you. You can hire trainers. You can hire coaches. You can hire people to tell you what to do. But if you're not making the decisions, if you're not choosing to change, then you're wasting your money, you're wasting your time, and you're wasting your effort. So your first step in this whole process, defining who you are and understanding where you can make some changes and then committing to it. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully it was valuable to you. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next episode. And I'm going to keep bringing information to you and perspectives. Thanks for listening to Jim's House Community Podcast. If you found the content valuable, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and family. Join the community and sign up for my newsletter online at jimshouse.us. That's G-Y-M-S-H-O-U-S-E dot U-S. Follow me on Instagram at Coach Alex. That's Coach dot A-L-I-X. Thank you again for listening, and I appreciate any support you can give. We'll catch up next time. Until then, take care and keep living.